Will they score that fast? We'll have to see, right? <laughs> my name is Kurt, and uh, Jesus is my lead pastor, and I'm excited to be in worship with you today here at Faith Covenant Church. Uh, we are, as Greg shared earlier, launching our new series called Epic, and if you've been with us for a while, you know that Epic is a part of our vitality pathway that we're walking as a congregation in this season. And the vitality pathway is essentially our attempt to look at the biblical markers of what makes for a healthy and a missional church. We are asking the Holy Spirit to lead us forward into this new season of life as a church. We have determined over the summer and into the fall that we as a church are ready to grow and that we are seeking God's will and His plan for how we can be a lighthouse in our community and to our neighbors and to those that God would call us to serve. And so EPIC is that next step on the journey, but as we go through this uh, process of looking at how do we empower people and inspire change, uh, organizationally we're going to continue to look at the work we need to do uh, to organize ourselves effectively for mission. And while we do that, we're also going to be inviting each one of ourselves, each one of us, to be on that process of changing with the Holy Spirit as well. If we are going to grow as a church, we talked about in our uh, Ready to Grow series, we have to grow first as individual Christians because it's as we grow that the church grows because we are the church. And in the same way, if we're going to change how we do ministry to be more effective for God's kingdom, it has to start with our willingness as men and women in Christ to be willing to allow the Holy Spirit of God to change each one of us. Now, we've been working hard as a church to lay the healthy foundations for the new things that God wants to do in our midst. Many of these things are, are going on behind the scenes, and they're not the, the outward expressions of the fruit of ministry. They're the preparation. They're the, the deep soil work that we need to do. And so I just wanted to share with you some of the things that have been going on in our midst that, that maybe you haven't been aware of. But in this last year, your council, your elected leaders have been working tirelessly to improve our communications and our decision-making processes as, as a church so that we're more effective in making informed and wise decisions together as a congregation. Your church staff has been working hard to think through and to develop new structures for ministry and developing leaders so that we're bringing more and more people onto the team to help do the work of ministry together, that we're not just paying staff to go do ministry and then we come and are the recipients of that, but God is calling us as a, as a church to be on mission together, that we all have work to do and that we will engage more and more people on this mission as we move forward as a congregation. And uh, if you were here with us last week, you were able to be a part of the Epic Ministry Fair where we're seeing all of the amazing things that you all are doing, the work that you are committing to, to expand the mission and the ministry of God in this place. It's an exciting time to be at Faith Covenant Church. A big part of Epic for our church as a whole will be answering some important questions as we move forward. Most importantly is how do we most effectively organize ourselves, as I said, to be effective in God's mission to the world? And an underlying question to that is, are we willing and able to change the things that need to change in order to pursue God's mission more effectively? Now, we are taking our time to do this. This is not something we're rushing into. It's not something that we're, we're jumping into blindly. Uh, if you were here with us last year, we shared that African proverb that kind of informs our sense of pace and timing. If you want to go fast, go alone, right? If you want to go far, go together. 
And we believe that God is calling us as a faith community to go far in mission for God's kingdom. And we want to take the time to get it right and to do it well. And according to God's grace, there might be some mistakes and hiccups along the way, but we want to seek his power and his spirit to lead us. In this epic series, we're going to be talking about how each one of us can also be on that journey as a church as we allow the Spirit of God in our hearts and in our lives to change and to grow us. We talked about how healthy things grow, and it's important for us as a church as we grow, we want to grow deeper in Christ and further in mission. Our church growth strategies aren't about getting a bit to be a big church for the sake of being a big church. We want to be big kingdom accomplishers. We want to make an impact for God's kingdom, and we want to do that by growing deeper in Christ and further in mission. But one of the challenges that we have to recognize that we're going to be leaning into in this epic series is that if it's true that healthy things grow, then it's also true that growing things change. Healthy things grow, and growing things change. Change isn't always easy or welcome, is it? Often we find our comfort zones and we find our routines and we we like to stay in those places that, that allow us to feel like we have some measure of control and influence in our own lives. But we know from Scripture that God wants to form Christ in us personally and corporately as the body of Christ in this place. And this process that theologically we call the process of sanctification calls for ongoing willingness to change. Because until the end of time, until Jesus comes back, we are not perfect, are we? There's always more work for God to do in our lives, to be on the growing edge with Jesus. And at its core, this series that we're calling Epic is all about discipleship with Jesus. Empowering people and inspiring change is all about the life-transforming walk that we walk with Jesus. It's not a program that we perform as a church in our own wisdom and our own strength. It's the work of God's Spirit moving and blowing through the lives of His people as they come together to worship Him as Lord and Savior. But it is a process that we can participate in and that we can pursue together by the grace of God among us. And that's the perspective that the Apostle Paul has that I want to share with you in the uh, letter to the Second Corinthians. We're going to be looking at chapter 3 and we're just going to look at two verses this morning to kind of kick off our epic series. We're going to be looking at verses 17 and 18 in chapter 3 of Second Corinthians. Here the Apostle Paul says, Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into His image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Ever-increasing glory. God wants to transform our hearts and our lives to look more and more like the life of His Son, Jesus, who came to reveal the heart of God, the mission of God, and the compassion of God for all those who are lost and hurting. Healthy things grow and growing things change. Now we can uh, look just to our own personal experience in life, right, to know that growing things change. Uh, I mean, none of us are the same as we were last week or last year. In fact, I just wanted to share a few personal uh, pictures with you of my own life. Uh, We'll start with, wow, that's a handsome dude, isn't it? Uh, Yeah, exactly, what happened? Uh, (laughs) You'll see as we go through that, uh, you know, uh, things kind of cycle back. You know, when I was born 
1968, my parents said it took about two years because I had that really light toehead hair, and it was just kind of peach fuzz. Uh, it looked like I was bald for the first two years of my life, and my dad actually called me Mr. Clean. <laughs> As you can see, what's old is new again. As I grew, I began to grow hair. <laughs> Uh, there's a little bit uh, of a mischievous smile in that kid, I think. Uh, but I, I began to grow and change. I began to play sports, and I, I, I grew taller, and uh, I still had hair. And <laughs> uh, you can see the 70s influence in the clothing and the collar and the shirt. Oh, and then high school, graduation, off to college, freshman year, playing football. Man, look at that hair. Whew. Oh, my goodness. Well, hey, you know, if you got it, flaunt it, right? I always used to say that uh, my hair grew so long that it slid off the back of my head. <laughs> and I think we got one more uh, little, little uh, after marriage and seminary. You can see from your own family history and story and pictures that growing things change. We are never the same. And we can grow in Christ for the better. We can grow out of Christ for the worse. It doesn't matter which way we go, but there's no way that we can stay the same. We know this is true biblically as well, right? Uh, One of the healthy missional markers that we've looked at in this vitality process is the centrality of the Word of God. And at Faith Covenant Church, we are a church that puts our faith in, in the Bible as God's Word to us. And if we look through Scripture, I wish we had time this morning to go through and look at all the different texts, but we're not going to take the time to do that today. But we can just quickly kind of fly over some of the highlights of what Scripture reveals to us. And we know from looking at the Bible that God is the creator and the sustainer of the universe. And he instituted ongoing variations of light and darkness and growth and and birth and death as part of an organic world in which he's given us to live. Throughout Scripture, and often to our surprise, we can see God repeatedly calling to his people to to reform, to to regroup, and to start a fresh experience of their relationship with God through the voices of the prophets. The voice of God's heart for his people continually calls them to change their hearts and to change their direction, to come back to him from the ways that they've been distracted in their spiritual lives and in their walk. In Christ, we see that God continues his work as creator, sustainer, and even then redeemer by bringing his healing and his wholeness to the brokenness of our lives and to our sin-fractured world. Healthy change is always a part of the work that God is doing among us. Even in the end, God has promised to transform our earthly bodies into heavenly bodies and to create a new heaven and a new earth where sin will no longer have sway, but we will experience the fullness and the joy of the life that he intended for us from the beginning. See, change is not only an ongoing part of the work of God, it's an essential part of the very hope that we have in Jesus Christ. And we know that the word of God not only informs us about God, but when we meditate on his word, when we allow it to be God's word to us, the word of God forms us in Christ, or shall we say it transforms us. We cannot come to the God of the Bible without being changed and transformed by his word to us. Now the Lord is the spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, Paul says, there is freedom. 
not freedom only from sin and not only freedom from our past, but freedom for the new things that God wants to do in our lives and that God wants to do through us in the name of Christ. Our healthy missional marker number two is a life-transforming walk with Jesus. That's what discipleship is all about. When we come to Jesus and accept his call to be his disciples, to accept his gift of grace and mercy and allow him to be the Lord and the Savior of our lives, the radical reality of the message and mission of Jesus means that the word of God continually deconstructs and reconstructs our lives. And in that process, we experience life transformation. The Word of God, who is Jesus incarnate, working in us through the power of His Spirit, forms us more and more into the image of Christ, and we become like Him. Now, scholars suggest that in this passage, Paul's referring to Moses and the relationships with the Israelites. If you remember the story of them wandering in the wilderness, and Moses goes up on the mountain to get the Ten Commandments, and and while he's gone, the Israelites turn their back on God, and they start worshiping this idol, right, this golden calf, because they've uh, allowed their hearts to to, to be afraid that God isn't going to be enough to get them through. And so Moses comes down and and the fragile covenant, the promise that God made with his people is in jeopardy and it's at risk. And so God makes Moses the mediator between God and his people. And it's only Moses that can go into the tent of meeting and sit face to face with God and meet with God. And as a result, when he comes out of the tent, his face shines with the glory of God. And so he has to wear a veil to cover his face because of the fear of the people that if you look at the glory of God, it'll kill you, right? God is so powerful. God is so holy. And we are so not that to be in the very presence of God is a threat to your very existence. And so Moses wears a veil over his face, but the glory slowly fades and he goes back again and again to meet with God and to bring God's word to God's people. And you see what the Apostle Paul is acknowledging for us here is that because of Christ, we no longer have to be afraid of the power and the glory of God. That we, too, can now, like Moses, come to meet with God face to face. That's one of the joys of coming to worship at church on Sunday morning, is we believe that God is here, and His Shekinah glory is available to meet with us. If we have eyes to see and ears to hear, He is willing to meet with us face to face. And because of that, we are forever changed. How can we meet the living God face to face and go and ever be the same again? We all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory. I love that phrase. We contemplate the Lord's glory. We, we think about God. We reflect on God. We are in awe of who he is. And when we come to worship, we contemplate his amazing glory. And because of his glory, and as we spend time in his presence, his glory works in our lives to transform us more and more into the image of the one who came to reveal who he is to us, Jesus Christ. See, rather than God's glory fading away over time like it did for Moses, our relationship with God transforms us, Paul says, with ever-increasing glory. We simply get brighter and brighter and brighter. And so we, too, become a lighthouse in the darkness of the world. We, too, become a place where the good news of Jesus Christ becomes the story that we tell about how God has saved and rescued us and even now is continuing to change us into greater and greater experiences of God's Son. 
Now, I have to confess, I mean, you saw my pictures. Uh, as a pastor, I haven't arrived. This is a word that is a word to me. In order for me to be the leader that God is calling me to be, in order for me to be the disciple that God continues to challenge me to be, I, too, have to be willing to allow God to change my heart in this season, to change my perspective on who God is calling me to be. And in that sense, we are all in it together. We are all disciples of Jesus Christ. Jesus is my lead pastor, and he calls me again and again to allow his word to deconstruct my preconceived notions, the comfort levels that I have, and to call me out again to follow him. If you remember Jesus' call of his early disciples, he said, come and follow me. They were fishermen, right? They were familiar with boats and and nets and, and hauling fish. And he says, come and follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. He transforms them from mere fishermen into those who are on mission with Jesus. And as a result of their faithfulness to his call and their willingness to allow the Spirit to transform their lives, we too get to be a part of that amazing mission and story today. Healthy things grow, and growing things change. Are we ready to grow? Are we ready to change? How about you this morning, as you enter into this season of life with God, as part of Faith Covenant Church, in this epic series, what are those places where you may be stuck in your own spiritual development? What are those places where maybe you've become comfortable and and, and you're not really open to allowing God to call you out and invite you to change in the places in your own life? As we enter into this epic season, I, I want to encourage us that it will be challenging. There will be points of resistance where we have to wrestle with God on these things. And yet I also want to help us to see that this is the exciting part of getting on the growing edge with Jesus. Because as we grow, the church grows. And as we change, we have the ability to change the lives of others for God's glory. It's not change for change's sake. It's change to become more and more like Christ. And that's the challenge and the goal of true discipleship, isn't it? We can pursue it together, and it's going to be epic. I hope that you guys are excited. And as we move through this season, we're going to be taking a practical look at how each of us can be inviting the Holy Spirit to change us in very specific and practical ways. Would you join me in prayer as we prepare our hearts for God to empower and inspire change in us? God, we are creatures of comfort and habit. And it's so easy for us, God, to, in fear and anxiety, to cling to what we know, to want to stay in the path that we have built for ourselves. And yet we know, God, as you call us forward as a faith community and to be disciples of Jesus, that your spirit invites us to experience ever-increasing glory in our lives. Not our glory or our fame, but the fame of your son, Jesus, who has invited us to experience the abundant life in him. God, help us to recognize as, as we allow you to transform our hearts from the inside out that we experience the very meaning and purpose for why you have called us into relationship with yourself through Jesus. And we will give you the praise and the glory for the way you manifest yourself among us and carry us further on mission with him. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.